the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for being a part of the show. You do your part and uh, stick around for a few minutes. I'll do my part and try to throw something relevant out there for you to get to retirement and or better financial decisions and or, I don't know. Poops and giggles, right? We can do it all. Um, this is the year of the IPO, 2019. You may have thought 2019 was the year of the monkey or the year of the pig or the year of the rat or something like that. For the record, I don't believe in any astrological significance of any meaning whatsoever on the planet. And if you do, I feel like you should be thrown in the Darwinian wood chipper or put in a room of argon gas slowly and melt your whole body into a big puddle of goo. Not a big guy. What you shine? Are you a Libra? I am a Libra. How did you know? Oh, your your essence is beautiful. <laughs> I don't have beautiful essence. Oh, I will say this. I've got nice looking, um, how shall we say, stools? Thank you very much. So this is the year of the big IPO. And um, it's also the year of, uh, we we all know IPOs, right? Don't you wish you would have bought Amazon back in when it first came public? Or Yahoo? Or Google? Or Microsoft? They were all private companies once that all eventually come public. The only problem is this year's IPO slant slate is filled chalk to the brim. Fill it up to the rim with brim. It's filled chalk to the brim, brim with unicorns. And we're not just talking about a pack of unicorns. We're talking about a gaggle of unicorns. Now, why, why would Sarah Jessica Parker comment on IPOs? The Uber IPO is coming. The Lyft IPO is coming. We started the year with like the, all these big things coming down the road, right? Some of them are going to be better than others. A unicorn has a problem. It's got a valuation problem worth billions and billions and billions of dollars, but it's not going to ever make it. When Lyft filed their public papers, they essentially said as much. It's going to be a great revenue story. You know who this is the greatest revenue story of all time is, in my opinion? It might be Amazon.com. Amazon.com. Because in his very first letter to shareholders, when you're CEO of a publicly traded company, you write a letter to shareholders once a year. He said, look, we're not going to make money for a long time. We're not actually trying to make money right now. We're trying to, like, Establish a foothold. You've seen those World War II movies. Um, Saving Private Ryan. We got to take the beach. We got to take the beach. You got to get that, that foothold in business, right? So Lyft said something along the lines of, in their, their paperwork, we make X amount of dollars per ride. And then, you know, we have to pay our uh, attorneys and we have to pay for marketing and we have to pay for insurance and we have to pay for the driver. They said, we make the same exact amount of money when you rent a scooter and we don't have to pay any of that stuff. So that sounds like you should be a scooter company. <laughs> Not a chance, my friend. So they want to lose money. And it's kind of offensive to me because these stories tend to end very badly. When Lyft came public, there was a famous investor who said, let's take a look at where Lyft is one year from today. Because they're not making money. People are going to start losing the faith. People are going to start seeing that road to profitability is going to be running headfirst into Uber. And that's a bit of a problem because Uber is going to have a bigger treasure chest of cash. So I want to touch Lyft. How shall we say with my exes? 
money. Not a chance. Because it's all going to nothing. It, in my opinion, it could all go to nothing. I'm not saying it will go to nothing. But, you know, just for one example, we could look back last year at Snap. Oh, Snap. Coming in public. And that was a company that had this pretty cute app on your phone. And you could put something, you know, just by focusing your own selfie camera on yourself, you can look like the devil or you could go to another filter and you can look like a big talking egg brought to you by Eggland's Best. Or you could look like like a presidential filter and have your hair turn orange kind of thing. It was kind of fun. You know, you're on a, a, a date and you send some sexy snaps back and forth and sexy snaps are just goofy. They're not meant to be lasting forever. And it's kind of, it's nice. It goes away. It doesn't junk up your phone with a, a storage, but the company's not making money. And that's a bit of a problem. Now, how much will people pay to, how much will advertisers pay to get on Snap's platform? That was the problem. We assumed, or we trusted Evan Spiegel. Never trust a man who marries a Victoria's Secret model. Just my, my personal advice. Never trust a man who married a, a, a Victoria's Secret model. Oh, and even worse. Gets her pregnant. That's going to be, that, that child is going to be the spawn of the devil. He's going to have a 666 on his forehead. You're going to have to find it. For the record, that movie was awesome. The first omen, when that little kid, you know, you upset him and he stares at you and you suddenly fall through ice or an elevator comes down and cuts you in half by accident. That was a great film. If you were the mother of the, of the son of Satan. Well, let's just put it this way. It would have its perks. You just took my parking spot. Son, look at her. So Snap ain't going to make money anytime soon. Their, their, prof to pro, uh, their path to profitability is, is struggling. Same with Lyft. Now, Uber, I happen to know some, some facts about Uber that I can't share. Um, but they're trying to promise their drivers things that they probably can't deliver over time. Maybe bonuses. Maybe you know bank accounts that the money gets funded super fast in. Maybe Uber dollars on top of real dollars so they can go out and get pizza or Uber Eats. And they, you can kind of see it, right? You, you kind of know what I'm talking about? And I wish I can give you some specific information. I can't. Long story short, it's information that to me is a problem because it's overpromising, And it's, it's assuming like, hey, we're going to be the next Amazon. You know, Amazon, when they first said, we'll send it to you in two days and you don't have to pay UPS shipping. I'm like, yeah. And then the competition starts, you know, waking up like, hey, 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 hey you know, we can get you our own Nike shoes, you know, just like Amazon does. Amazon sells Nikes. Nike sells Nikes. And we'll, we'll do... Four-day shipping. Amazon up their game. We'll do one-day shipping. And then Nike's like, oh, we'll do free shipping in two days. So maybe it pushed a better consumer product, but there's so much money that's hemorrhaging. So you got to be honest with yourself. And you got sometimes, like, if a company like Lyft is ever going to be bought by me as an investment, it's going to be a trade. If they can show me a profit path ability, it'll be an investment. You can look at all the IPOs. They're competing for my dollars. They're competing for your dollars. They're competing for your mind share and such. Uber's very, very progressive. And they may have the best chance to be the next Amazon because they're they're getting the biggest treasure chest of cash from the initial public offering. Having money to throw out problems helps kind of get you to the next month, the next quarter, the next year. I don't know. You have to consult a burger advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned, and you have to have a little leap of faith and believe in yourself and do a lot of research. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. So oftentimes on this show, I talk about the idea of retirement. I've been doing this show a long time. I was in my 20s when I started. And it wasn't this show, but I've been doing radio and it's kind of been... 
my first show was called 2020 Insight. Um, I was trying to show you how smart you can be by looking into tech companies and the trends that were going on. Some people thought I was an optometrist. Now, <laughs> I had 2020insight.com and I don't know who bought it later on, but I let that one go. No, it's true. True, true, true story. Um, I'm all about the idea of retirement and through the years and decades of doing this, I'm starting to see like, I'm not ready for retirement. There's a great book out called, uh, what is it called? Why capitalism is good for your health. Why capitalism is good for your health. It's called, it's written by Tyler Cowen. I'm not an audiobook kind of guy. I tend to get distracted. So I actually like to have the pages in front of me. It's goofy, but it is what it is. And through reading it, you kind of learn, like, I'm never going to retire. I'm going to work till I'm 80. I'm never going to stop working. I kind of imagine I'm going to die at 80 or less. Not more. I think uh, I expire at 80. Some people expire at 75. Some people say 80, 85. But I start looking at that lifespan. I'm like, nah, not for me. It's kind of like women. Some women age like fine wine. Some women age like milk. I'm in the milk category, right? Anyhow, in any way, every morning I get out of bed, I take a shower, I put my clothes, I drive 35 minutes to 45 minutes to 55 minutes to an hour 15 based on traffic. You know why? Because I actually like it. It gets me out of the house, gets me away from the kids and the problems and the neighbors and the dog barking. I like weekends because that's when a little loving time comes around, you know? Where, like, all that hard work is kind of released. My sugar booger, she knows it's time. And she starts to call me into the bedroom. She goes, Sue-wee! Sue-sue-sue-sue-sue-wee! She hog calls me. And that's my sexy time call. Some people look at each other with love and passion and such. No, 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 no. I get a hog call. Sometimes... If it takes a little bit more work than just the call, tie a pork chop around your neck. I don't feel like my life is a job, and that is a blessing, and that's where capitalism works out well. When I was 20 years old, 18 years old, I was like, I don't want to work for AT&T. I knew that very early on. And one of my friends is a a police officer, and he loves it, and he likes helping people, and he likes fighting the stereotype that uh, cops eat donuts, so we go get donuts all the time just to mess with people. It's the best gift for a police officer. Bring them a box of donuts. Play into every stereotype in the world. Work is good. I like it. I remember the 1970s film, somewhere in the 70s. I want to say like 73. Logan's Run. In the future, nobody has to work. That's not fun. But when you turn 35 years old, they come and the light goes off on your shirt. And you can't figure out how to turn it off because in the future, shirts are lit. And if your shirt has lights on it, that means we're going to come and hunt you down. So they get rid of all old people. And so the utopian society, we're not working, but in the utopian society, we also, uh, what is the word? What is the word? Have problems. And they're typically hidden, right? If you've ever watched movies about, like, you can hold your car, like these altruistic utopian societies, there's always something dark. They're always eating people in the back rooms or, or doing something like that, right? They're They're doing deals with aliens that are going to come and and destroy the world, but it's perfect for now. No disease. Nobody has to work is not a utopian future. It's it's fiction. So I may end up working until I die because I like to go to work. How about you? I'm not that much of a fan of, um, I don't know what to do in retirement. And it kind of scares me. Now, one of the presidential candidates as we move towards 2020, this guy named Andrew Yang, And he came out with an idea that all people should get $1,000 a month so work can be optional. Governments just give you $1,000 and you'll go out and spend it and other people will be working and they'll say, thank you very much for your money, sir. And Yang says, if you get $1,000 a month, you'll be able to pursue your dreams. And I think that's a crock of poop. People are very, very, very bad with unstructured free time. You know what I like doing with unstructured free time? 
laying on the couch and eating corn chips. And then you're saying, is there a special kind of corn chips? Fritos are the best corn chips, for sure. Fritos. Human nature being what it is, people don't pursue their dreams without a little bit of motivation. One form of motivation might not, you know, might be worth not noting, knowing is where your next meal is going to come from. And a society that's capable of producing so much wealth, that seems to be downright undignified. Work is fantastic. I just think people get into the wrong jobs way too often. I see a guy right now who's dead asleep at work. He is dead asleep at work. He hates it so much. He has to sit there and push buttons. So you know what he does? He falls asleep. And that's not fun. I go to Hawaii. I, I go to like, I, I, I go, I worked all week. I'm going to Hawaii or I work. I'm going to spend extra money on sports entertainment. Earning and spending money is fun. A lot of jobs are incredibly rewarding, more social and safer than they used to be. There's higher living standards now than in, you know, any post-war era. You spend a little time playing video games, and within a few months, you'll be utterly convinced that life is meaningless and pointless. And that's why people who are at work and they look at the millennials, the millennials don't have jobs because the job market really hasn't gotten richer in the last 40 years. It really hasn't gotten more developed. Tech workers 30 years ago were making more money than they're making today per, you know, due to inflation and other issues. So I like working. I'm not a big fan of retirement and maybe I'll never ever retire, but I want you to have the option to retire or maybe pursue your passions. I know people who like go and build uh, houses in Africa when they're retired. I'm like, good for you. Me? That's too long of a flight. <laughs> I could be in Hawaii in five or I could be in Africa in like three days. Well, well, I'll take Hawaii for five. So unstructured free time isn't just bad for 20-somethings. It's also bad for 70-somethings. You have your whole career where you're getting in front of a microphone or you're getting in front of people. You're killing the presentations. Not having something to focus on is psychologically uh, draining, and it'll physically ruin you. I don't want free money. I don't want free money in the society. I want capitalism to stay around and people to find what they want to do inside of capitalism. Social security, it's not a fun idea. So... Don't, don't pursue that as your retirement plan. Social Security is very little money, all things considered. I expect my business and my responsibilities in life to be less as I age. I want to spend more time with family, but I don't want to retire. How about you? What's your thought? What's your idea? You work from age 20 to 60, and then you live off of it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, and I've been doing radio for 20 plus years. So you start counting that out. Uh, I've been doing it for 20 plus years, kind of, with CFP Chad Burton, somewhere close by, nearby, always. Someone I really admire and respect because his financial planning prowess is, is way different than my uh, accumulating wealth thoughts. How are you, Mr. CFP, Chad Burton? Great. It's Friday. How about... Never met one I didn't like. Um, making fun of my boss there. Um, he says that every <laughs> Friday. Um, neither here, neither here, neither there. Um, can we call, start calling you Mr. CFP? Can we patent that? Mr. CFP? Yeah. I kind of like it. I, I don't know. I have to check with the CFP board. There's very strict laws. Like you're supposed to say certified financial planner, practitioner, or professional. So very strict on those designations. So probably not, Rob. Now, why is that? Why do you, I know you're, it's an accreditation, but doctors yeah. don't go around running. I mean, they're doctor's accreditation. They don't run around and go, oh, you can't call yourself doctor, or do they? Well, people that have a PhD in anything call themselves a doctor. Okay. So, But it is an accreditation. Loser, yes. I think a CFP oh, yeah. accreditation is way better than, say, a stockbroker accreditation or an insurance agent accreditation when it comes to financial planning issues. 
Would you agree? Oh yeah, you could get you can get a you can get your broker's license or a series you know sixty five series seven with two or three weeks worth of study and insurance license the same. Okay. Um, CFP takes much much longer. It's there's you know taxes there's courses in taxes insurance retirement planning estate planning and investing yeah. that you have to pass to go on to the next one. You have to have a bachelor's degree now. You have to pass this final exam that's given over two days with a 55% national pass rate. And then you have to have your continuing education. Um, so it, it's, it's coveted. They don't want just anybody using the marks and, and not cherishing them, I guess. <laughs> it's a little cheesy, but no, I agree. There, there are rules. I like it when you get kind of cocky and arrogant. You're like, oh, it's like three years of work. <laughs> but we'll, I digress. You know what I did see recently? Speaking of like how easy it is to become a real estate agent, I saw a monkey with a tablet flipping through Instagram. He was studying for his real estate agent's license. <laughs> <laughs> Chad gets the joke. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything, though. I'll, I'll just leave it there. Well said. Um, everyone can find you and me at newfocusfinancial.com. There's a lot of great downloadables, a lot of seminars and stuff like that. Um, information, newfocusfinancial.com. You wanted to give a sort of update, per se, on Social Security. Please don't make this depressing. What do we need to know? It, it's more interesting than okay. depressing because the, so the, the stats are is that every day for the next 19 years, more than 10,000 people are going to reach the age of 65. Okay. Every day. So right now, if we have 44.2 million Americans in that 62 to 84 age group, yeah. there's over that period of time in the next 19 years, it's going to go to 94 million people. So more people are retiring in the next five to 10 years than in the history of the United States. So what does that, what does that mean to you? It's, we've got all these social programs that are kind of tied to age 65, right? Right. We have Social Security. We have Medicare. Um, you know, and there's been some recent reports that I've been talking about on the 6 a.m. show that the new year where the Social Security system is projected to have this problem of paying out more than it's taking in is 2035. Okay. And it's funny that you say that because back in like the 80s, I always thought the year 2000 is so far away, but 2035 feels like it's far away, but it's really not, is it? 15 years. No. And it's, this is one of the reasons, I mean, if you, if you, Add this idea of the, the demographics, the 10,000 people every day for the next 19 years, and in about the same time frame, the system is going to have this problem, and, and by law, it can't do that. So unless they change something or fix it, like as it sits now, there would be a reduction in benefits, potentially. Now, I don't see that happening for people that are, you know, late 50s and 60s that are, that are going to depend on the income, but unless something is done there's going to be drastic changes, and likely the drastic changes are going to be means testing, where if you make a certain amount, you're not going to get as much, or there's going to be an increase in FICA taxes. So the way that it works now both. is that, yeah, or both, exactly. You're waiting, you know, a forced limitation of 70. You can't take it before you're 70, for example. So right now, um, there's a FICA tax that you pay in each side if you're working for somebody pay 7.65% on FICA on the first $132,900 it makes. So that's that Social Security tax. Yeah. If you're working for somebody, you pay 765, they pay 765. If you're self-employed, you pay both halves. And last year is 128.4, this year is 132.9. So that limit will likely increase a lot more rapidly in the future where you're going to be paying more taxes, which means you have less to save on your own unless something changes. So 
the, the biggest issue is that if you're 50 years old or younger okay. and you're trying to run your financial planning projections, do not include Social Security because if it's still there, it will be replaced by higher taxes, which means there's going to be less money. It, it, it's current taxes, so there'll be less money that you'll have to save into your 401k, your Roth, your index funds, whatever. And so saving is up to you. I mean, with this demographics that we have, luckily we have the millennials. It's larger than the baby boom population, supposedly. Okay. So we're not Japan. There's some positive, you know, demographics that we have. But Rob, I keep seeing these these you know, a lot of people that maybe it's just social media. Who knows? That are you know late twenties, early thirties. That it seems like they work and they work just to take that next trip. They work and they work yeah. just to take that next trip. And I get it because I didn't do any traveling early because I started a business at 19 and slaved my way to a point where I can do I'm much more comfortable and can do those types of things now if I want to. But there's got to be a balance. There's got to we've got to make sure that these younger people are saving at least 10% of pay minimum. And if that's all they're doing now, they have to okay. I'll do my trips now. I'll have my fun and make my memories now. But once I hit my late 40s, 50s, whatever, I'm going to have to be stocking away 20% of pay or more to be able to retire when I'm 70, 75. So I get the idea of make your memories now while you can while you're young, but you got to have a balance in life. And um, I just don't feel like it's it's happening right now. I feel like with the market correction that we had in 08 and 09, it chased a lot of younger people out of the market, and now their whole focus is on travel. Um, so I'm a little bit nervous for that that uh, generation it's interesting that you say that because back in my day saying that you started a business at 19 that might have got a member of the opposite sex like oh that's great fantastic but if you say you want to go to new york like i'm in um so it hasn't changed that much per se um what do you think about my saving plan retirement because i don't think social security i don't think the u.s dollar is going to be great so what i've been saving is my v bucks my starbucks points my american (laughs) express points i've got these alternative forms of of cash I'm going to be living off. Um, I'm pretty sure when I'm 65, I'm going to be able to trade in some V-Bucks from Fortnite for, I don't know, a cookie? I Not a good so, idea. That might be all your, yeah, you're going to eat at Starbucks three meals a day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the the whole points game is not a retirement plan. It's it's interesting, and it might be fun to play for some people. But no, Rob, that's not a good retirement plan. So at this point in time, as a certified financial planner, you're going to meet with some people today. You're going to look at them, and you're going to say, do you want to take your Social Security now? They're like, I want to take my Social Security now, or do you tell them to wait? Do you tell them to delay it? Are you, I know it can't be one-size-fits-all, or can it? No, it's not. I mean, there's a lot less tricks that you can do, because in 2015, there was a big change where this whole file and suspend strategy got you know, canceled, essentially. Um, so the numbers are a little bit scary. It's not changing yet what our advisors are telling people in terms of if they're in their 60s now, when should you be taking Social Security? We still use the software that runs all these different scenarios um, for a married couple that says, you know, okay, maybe you take it now and and your spouse waits until 70, or if you're both 62 by the end of 2015, there's a restricted application option. So people in their 60s, we're not changing what we're doing yet in terms of what we're telling that age group. It's really that our you know, 50 and under, don't put it in your plan. Make sure that you can save enough. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not worried about people in their 60s, Rob, because the, the credit crisis showed us that the government can print money. They're not going to balance Social Security checks. They're not going to all of a sudden give people that are, have 80% of their income a 20% cut in benefits. That's just not going to happen. It'll be fixed 
by higher taxes and means testing and, and making younger people wait. Okay. So it's, it's really for the younger people, stop depending on other people to save for your retirement. You have to do it on your own. And you're, you're sure that the Fortnite V-Bucks accumulation is a bad idea? I am 100% sure. 100% sure. <laughs> That's a horrible idea. So we got a couple more minutes. Um, what are your thoughts about people under 50? Um, what's the basic plan ultimately to offset the lack of retirement income? Well, I, you know, I kind of give the, the, the basic plan that will work, and it's it's not perfect because you're not paying super close attention to tax brackets. But if younger people are trying to figure out, hey, what should I do for the next couple of years? I don't really have enough money to hire a financial planner. I don't have enough problems to do it. If you're younger, put enough money into your 401k on the pre-tax side to get the match. If you can continue to save more, put the rest of the $19,000 that you can save into the Roth side of the 401k. And if you can save more than that, fund a Roth IRA. And if you can save even more than that, look at the website for the blogs on the mega Roth IRA, which a lot of plans like Apple, Cisco, Microsoft are letting people put after-tax dollars into the 401k over and above the $19,000 limit. Mm-hmm. And it allows them to put that money, convert it tax-free into the Roth 401k. And besides the lay- the gain in that short period of time that it's in the after-tax account, it's it's pretty much a tax-free event. So Roth is very important. Save up that tax-free money because typically that income in retirement from Roth accounts does not count towards like Medicare surtax and possibly Social Security surtax in the future. So young people focus mm-hmm. on that Roth. So this is a song that's taken us to break as the realtors studying for their uh, test. Shock the Monkey by Peter Gabriel. Talk to you soon, CFP Chad Burton. You can find Chad Monday through Friday here, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. Come to a seminar. Use the code radio25 to get in. More at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. The Avengers, movies, entertainment, Hollywood. Have you ever seen Natalie Portman? You know why she was in the Thor movie? Because she's like three feet tall. She weighs 47 pounds, but she's got the right features. So you put her next to Chris Hemsworth, and he really does look like Thor. Just so you know, that's a little trick of Hollywood, right? We go through these phases where people just get so caught up and hung up. And I'm sitting here in the studio. Tony Mendez is across from me. Zachary's across from me. And we had this philosophical discussion during the break. Why do people care about the Avengers? Why are so many people going to see that movie? It's, we had the same conversation 10 years ago, Harry Potter. Same conversation 10 years before that. We, we, I'm not going to get into the exact reasons. What I will tell you is perhaps the savior of the world is Thanos. I know you're saying, why are you saying that, Rob? Because there's too many darn people living on this planet. 7.7 billion people. And Thanos has this plan. And I'm behind it. I'm team Thanos. I'm behind it. Let's wipe off half the population of the world. Now, ethically speaking, I want to be one of those to stay around and not, how shall we say, turn to dust. So it's a problem. And Thanos isn't the smartest supervillain. You know, he grunts a lot, right? The entire time I, I, you know, you look at Thanos, you know, like, this isn't going to... I don't want to have a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, the scheme to conserve resources that I have in my head does involve eliminating half of all life. It wouldn't save the planet. It'd probably doom it, though, it turns out. 
There's 7.7 billion humans on the planet. That's nearly 7% of all the people who have ever lived in the history of our species, which makes for a pretty crowded planet. So if half of us suddenly vanished, it'd be a worthy sacrifice, right? Now, who wants out and who wants in? Um, A lot going on there. I don't have to go into the data and everything. I'm just saying Thanos' plan, not so bad. Chad Burton was just talking. CFP Chad Burton was talking about Social Security and like how the system's going to run out of money in 2035. You know what we need to do? Kill all the people over 65 and then it's, woohoo, we got money. And I, I, I say we do it like through a, a virus, a contagion. We don't need Thanos and the gauntlet of power or whatever it is. Forgive me for not understanding that. But um, we're living too long and that's a problem. So... And the system doesn't work quite that well, but it will be adjusted along the way. And I do believe in that. I do believe systems adjust along the way to kind of balance everything out. But uh, there's a mathematical solution for you. Vote Rob Black. (laughs) Can you imagine my platform? I will kill anyone who sends spam email, junk email, or spam phone calls. And I will kill at least half, if not 75% of all people over 65. You know why I hate people over 65 in California? Prop 13. Oh, I live right next to a guy. I bought my house, your buddy, back in 1975, and I pay $4 a year in property tax. <laughs> I'm like, $4? And you get the same police officers, the same firefighters as I do? I hate Prop 13. I own California real estate, and I think it's the dumbest thing on the planet. Not a fan. Not a fan. <sighs> Maybe I can be, ad- uh, uh, how shall we say, adopted by uh, the Kennedys. I'll go, error, error. You will like me president, I'll kill all the old people. Um... And Prop 13 really does have to go, and I know it's very controversial that I say that, but just think about it from the business standpoint. If I want to open up a sports bar next to a guy who already has a sports bar, I got to find someone with a lease that has a, uh, that bought the place at the same time he did that has the same Prop 13. Otherwise, they're going to try to charge me more to cover their costs versus they were charging him. Disney is involved in Prop 13. Now, doesn't that seem a little bit ridiculous? They're coming out with Avengers, and it's going to make, I think, a gazillion dollars. Now, you're saying, I think you're lying, Rob. It's not going to be a gazillion. I would bet when it's all said and done, it'll be pretty close to a gazillion. And I know you're saying, really? Okay, maybe maybe a trillion. And why do I say that? Because it lives on in perpetuity, right? When I was six, seven, eight years old, I saw Star Wars. I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. Now, again, I was one of those weird kids. You either like Star Wars or you like Star Trek. (laughs) No, 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 no. I liked Space 1999, which was a BBC import, and it was really, really bad. BBC doesn't have money. They're they're a poor country. That's another thing I do if elected president. I'll I'll kill all the people from the BBC. (laughs) If you ever get in the car with me, put a seatbelt on, but make sure you can get out in case I drive it over a bridge. So California is a wonderful place, but Prop 13 is hurting it enormously. I know people who are leaving the state because of Prop 13. Prop 13 has forced a lot of people to become renters. Prop 13 has forced a lot of people to, you know, re-examine where they, they want to live. California has the largest economy of U.S. of any U.S. state. But because of things like Prop 13, we're only about top 20 states as far as quality of life, as far as how many people can afford to pay their bills, how many people can afford insurance. Things that are important, right? California has a population of 39 million people. If we get rid of all the old people, (laughs) it would help. I know you're saying, but they add culture to the society. I want my grandkids to be able to see their grandmother. No, move them to Florida like everyone else does in the country. So California 
Fifth largest economy in the world. California ranks 19th in the world economic activity. GDP of $535 billion. San Francisco Bay Area would rank 19th in the world. San Francisco would be the 19th biggest GDP in the world if you could separate it out. And yet, look at our homelessness. Look at our opportunity of capitalism. There's 4 million small businesses in California. We produce over 400 agricultural products. We make 81% of the world, uh, the U.S. wines. We've got two university systems that contribute over $60 billion to the state's economy. It's pretty great, but it's also pretty flawed. There is no utopia. There is no dystopia. There's just struggle. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial in Prop 13. Kill old people. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.